We got our our episode got to be lit, bro. It just let it flow. Okay. Don't force it. Don't force it. Just like sex. Don't oh, force man. it. Pause. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's It's already lit because he didn't start it. All right, all right. You want to play helicopter, man? Shut up, bro. <laughs> bro, shut up. That was from yesterday. We were just talking about a whole bunch of activities. Hey, let's get to some questions. <laughs> all right. God damn. All right. Got ready. Yes, go. Absolutely. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? We back again at Off the Lake. I'm Adam Gray on episode seven, and we got a few more new guests. Uh, we're gonna do the introduction again. And to my left is your boy Lonnie. And next is Nick Nicholas Isaiah. Okay. Nick is king. Nick undefeated. The all seeing, all knowing. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. Whoa. Now <laughs> hey, you know this nigga right here. We ain't introducing his ass. He was already on the motherfucking show. I'll be chilling, I'll be making beats and shit. <laughs> Benny D. And next to Benny is who? Uh Tremaine Jordan, producer. Um Megan the Stallion on Future Sauce. No, I'm just playing. Big shots. <laughs> okay. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and start the agenda once again. You know, we ain't gonna get too heavy with keeping light. Uh, we we want to go first, Truly or Nick. You want to kind of tell people uh, what y'all doing, what you about? Um. Oh, go ahead, bro. Nick, go ahead. Sure, I'll go first. Um, like I said, my name's Nicholas Isaiah. Um, I'm a producer. Um, I make anything and everything, R&B, hip-hop, trap, jazz, funk, don't matter what it is, I just love music. So, so yeah, and um, I rap a little and sing a little bit too. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. Ah, uh, <laughs> Hey, brothers got daddy duties, man. So okay. It's all good. It's so real life. Daddy daycare. The problem yeah, was yeah. because you didn't introduce the baby and she upset about that. Oh, stop. She trying. Okay. You know, Princess. She probably won't remember this. She'll be like, Dad, why? She needs screen time, they too. Told you, Sam. Told you. <laughs> um, my name is uh, Tremaine Jordan, music producer, artist. Um, been producing for some time. Um, I have some songs out right now. Black Vans is on YouTube. Um, and a few other things. Well, thank you for making your guest appearance. Um, but yeah, I'm an artist. That's it. Been doing this for a while. Um, hip hop, trap, R and B, a little bit of everything. And um, yeah, that's it. Okay. So um, in the music, uh, who has like the best produced rap album to y'all this year? This produced? year. This year. Mm-hmm. Produce rap album. Uh, well, let me stop acting like it's hard. I mean, I think there was a lot of, there was a lot of dope produce rap albums. There was a lot of like. She said, "Hell no, nah, nigga, you heard that." <laughs> <laughs> nah, like a motherfucker, nigga. <laughs> 
That's what that meant, baby talk. <laughs> <laughs> that volume is coming out next that's week. That shit is real. All right. Um, as far as best rap produced albums, um, I would have to go with uh, Revenge of the Dreamers. That's one, because it was a lot of producers. It was a collective um, effort, so that was dope. Yeah, I know. Uh, what else? Sir's album, um, Chase the Summer. No, that's not a rap album. It's an R&B album. Damn, I'm trash. Cause there's a lot of R&B albums that I like more than rap albums, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I do take that back. That's how I feel for this year. What about you, Nick? Um, this year, ooh. No, little brothers. Um, made the Lord watch. It that was cold. Turn, nigga. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about it randomly. That was random. Before I was rudely interrupted. Okay. <laughs> Damn, baby. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's always good. Um. Definitely Revenge of the Dreamers, I felt like, was a really dope produced rap album this year. Uh, kind of for the same reasons. There's a lot of different producers on there um, that, you know, might have not ever necessarily produced with one another before, and they came out with a really solid product. So um, I feel like that was a really good album. Other than that, um, mm, that's a tough one. Oh, um, I really like the beats on Schoolboy Q's Crash Talk album. Oh yeah, those joints. It was really crazy. dope production on Crash Talk. So yeah. probably those two. There's probably some more I can't think of off of my head right now. No Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. I, I love that album too. <laughs> um, I just felt like the albums I named had more range yeah, than Mad Lib's album. That but that's no hate on Mad Lib's album because I love Bandana. It's a dope album. Yeah, that that was cold. Definitely cold. That's um, that's definitely on my mother year contender for sure. Facts. In my opinion. Benny, what you say? Um, I like, to be honest, to go with a soundtrack. I like I like the uh, the Black Panthers uh, soundtrack from TDE. Like they had a couple of good, um, a lot of great songs that was on there, including the single of what Kendrick Lamar did. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Hmm. The All the Stars record. What's his mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. So, but um, I'm more like I like. I like a lot of old school joints, a lot of uh, R&B and hip hop and like also alternative rock, like Steely Dan, Hall of Notes. But nigga, we talk about- I know, I know, I just- <laughs> The best hip hop. Yeah, when- I think we got that goddamn 70s dusties Nigga said, you get on topic. You I'm taking like it back to 2019. Huh? Al Jarreau. <laughs> R&B to Al Jarreau though. Damn, Man. baby. That Barry White album. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Benny. So, uh, <laughs> what y'all think about that Kanye album? How y'all feel about that? Uh, uh, it was cool. I mean, to be honest, to be honest, I lost sight of that album because that shit was frustrating because Kanye kept saying, oh, it's going to drop, it's going to drop, it never dropped. But the re- re- real reason I ended up listening to it because my homie came one from Milwaukee. He um, produced on God, so that was like the only That's interest cool. I had. That was the only interest. But other than that, uh, what is it? Follow God. That shit was hard. That was it. That's like the hardest Christian um, rap song I ever heard in my life. Facts. But other than that, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Mm. Not graduation, but it was cool. It was cool. Um. I'm always looking forward to what Kanye does musically. 
So I definitely was interested in hearing the album. I definitely feel the fact of what Tremaine said in regards to the constant postponing of the project and the whole we were supposed to get um, three different albums before this um, of different Yanni, titles. I thought Yanni was going to be at but, 80 um, Degrees. But uh, as far as the album goes, I like I like a lot of the production actually on the, on the album. I thought a lot of the sounds and textures they were using. Of course, the choir was amazing. Crazy. Um, and I'm not really huge on gospel music except for like really old gospel that I like to sample. So to hear this album, it was refreshing to hear. It was like, okay, I could like ride to this, even though they talking about Jesus. And that's no, you know, I'm not hating on Jesus or nothing like that. But sometimes gospel music be a little bit corny, you know what I'm saying? No, no, I'm not gonna say that. You know, it gotta be politically correct. Yeah. Nah, I, no, I actually get what you're talking about. Like even when I uh, heard it, I was like, yo, it's it's got a nice even keel vibe. You know, it wasn't over the top. I think it was Kanye doing Kanye to some, church music on some yeah, yeah, like some heart. Like it, it was just his version. It, it, yeah. it don't so sound scatterbrained like Life of Pablo. Yeah, I think it was. That was very, just random uh, as hell. Yeah, this one was more cohesive. much more concise. It had a, you know, he had an intent with this album. Super random. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> Neptune. Y'all, I know y'all familiar with the Neptunes. What's one of like their best beats to know? Man, uh, you know what? I can't. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Love You Better. That's one. Uh, Come Closer with a comment. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Keys Open Doors. My Mom So Sorry Off the Hell Hawk No Fury. That whole album was cold. Um, yeah, I know. That was a cold song by the Neptunes too. <laughs> uh, drop it like it's hot. Let's get blown. The Bush Project that him and Snoop did. Um, they hold discography, huh? Yeah, it's just pretty much, bro. I, I never heard of. There might there might be some joints here and there, but they're flawless. Their catalog is flawless. Yeah, a lot of Neptunes myself. What do you think, man? About uh, What's Neptune? What's your favorite Neptune track? Um, I like N.R.E. Noriega. That was crazy. Yeah, that was so super dope. That was um, crazy. Like fronting, that that joint is cold. That's timeless. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I definitely like that mindset too, as far as giving. Uh, critique information as far as being yourself and not trying to uh, mimic not intentionally but trying to mimic everybody else in order for you to get into the industry they had a couple of interviews in regarding that and I do respect their mindset and when it comes to that so but yeah those two they those two songs they really stand out to me so. what you say um I like true damn their name everything um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely front's gotta be like top five for me. But my favorite Neptune's beat he named was the Love You Better joint. Just the chords was just so Y'all know I'm I'm R and B oriented. Them they was just sexy, they was dope. Now are we omitting any of the N E R D? 
Stuff. I love all the NERD stuff. All the albums, probably Run well, to the Sun. Yeah. That last one. That's probably my favorite NERD track. And Run to the Sun, definitely. Didn't they do uh, Brian? They did. Yeah. That, that, that's Brian, not my top five, though. You know what I keep Mr. Me Too. Mr. Me Too was super dumb. Mama, I love her. You know what I'm saying? So what's the what's the dopest song anybody here has ever produced? Um, damn, probably a song I did for Pierce Elliott, No Mall. That was one. But the one song that people really like, I would say Jay Lipton's um, "Run Around the City." Yeah, I feel like. I think that record, I think that's a record that he could perform for his Day Ones fans. If he ever blows up, he could perform that song. Just like J. Cole will perform his own material off of um, Friday Night Lights. It's kind of like that. So I would definitely say that. Shout out to Jay Lifted. Yeah, shout out to Jay Lifted. He called. Um, for me, I don't know. It's probably not nothing I produced, but if I had to pick something from the rest of these guys, it definitely would have been uh, Around the City by Jay Lifted. Um, I think probably the favorite, my most favorite song that I produced was probably the very first song I produced with someone, which was me and Frederick Broom's Fat Man Living. Oh yeah. Just cause that was like a special moment for me. I was like, yo, somebody rapping on my shit, nigga. <laughs> and it was dope. You made it. And, uh, and it was a dope, like a uh, dramatic sample that I used. So that's probably my favorite produced song. No, no shots at no, nothing else I produce for other people, but that's probably my favorite just um, on that level. Maybe who you got? Uh, as far as my favorite song that I produce? Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, myself. Um. <laughs> die line, die line, die line. <laughs> <laughs> myself, uh-huh. No, but uh, honestly, I got, a, I got an album that's coming out called Therapy. And I talked about the trials and tribulations of what I've been through in my life in Chicago, moving back and forth to Displays, Waukegan, Niles, Maywood. <clears throat> and um, it's very personal, but I'm willing to put it out there just because it needs to be. I want everybody to know who I am. So the two top songs that I produce for myself is called uh, uh, If You Want It, Come and Get It, and also Believe me, that is a joint that I worked with a Canadian artist by the name of Caleb Simmons. Crazy. Yeah, I showed these guys that and they gave me the two thumbs up. So I can't wait for you guys to take a listen to it when I put it up on Spotify. Great yeah, that's, quality. That's my favorite Bendy D track. So. so yeah, me too. What's the largest amount anybody ever got paid? Off of a beat? Uh-huh. $300. Got paid some food stamps and like uh same price, you know, three three bills. I'm about to feel like a dick. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh Pause. the most I ever been paid for a beat was nine fifty. Whoa. Um I'm not gonna disclose what song that was, but yeah. <laughs> Y'all ain't heard it yet. Yeah, 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 no, no. yeah, but it's a dope song. But yeah. So, who is the best producer, like rapper on the mic or artist? Out of them, or you talking about in the industry? In the industry? Or are you talking about well, all shit. time? Out of y'all three. <laughs> I mean, oh. which way are we going? 
In the history of music, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. In the history of music. In the history of music. Producer rapper. Oh. Kanye West. Around, I would say Kanye West and um, Large Pro. Large okay. Pro was called. Um, what's his name? Um, oh, you're talking about Large Professor? Yeah, Large oh, Professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, New York. Diamond song. D was cool. He was all right. Dre, but he had a lot of writers, so he don't count. What about White Clef? <laughs> huh? White is amazing. He's a beast. White is amazing. Production, yeah, rap, no. But Fuck no. As a rap, he has singles. Don't oh, get me that. wrong. Man, it's Bro, a lot of black people that got singles. White he's not making it in anybody's top Listen. five, top ten, top twenty, top twenty five. You never <laughs> said the best. You never listened to the By White Clef, please listen to that. I love the Carnival album. I'm just as an MC, like on a Fuji's though. He was Come rapping on. on the Spoogies. Yeah. Classic. <sighs> like, he had some bars on that. The best, you said, in the, the in history uh, of rapping. No, 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 no. If you ask me, my personal favorite, I would go with Odyssey. Yeah. Mine's is Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye. You said Odyssey? Yeah, Odyssey. I don't know that. No Man, you got to check them. Man, you just check them out. Are we okay. talking about, no, nah, we just talking about the best. I, you know I'm going to argue my point. The best. <laughs> it's hard to say the best because Kanye West is so arguably just the easiest one, but he had writers too. Ron Fest wrote Jesus Walks, so mm, Kanye West then. Can you throw Outkast in there since they produced the whole AT Aliens album? Yeah. Them and Mr. DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre was cold. Um, Andre definitely did his thing. They definitely up there. They definitely don't get they just do as producer artists. I think a lot of people don't associate them with the production side of things. It was mostly I mean, I, I just the sound. I thought it was Organized Noise. No, Organized like Noise did do a lot of 10 that Ten years album. ago, I'm like, oh shit. The only album Organized them. Noise didn't do with Outkast was the Love, Love Below, Below Speaker Box album. I think, um, what I think Stankonia? Stankonia was Ooh, Organized Noise. That album was so cold and yeah, innovative. In the Earth Tone 3. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they definitely don't get their David Banner, that's stuff. another guy too. At all. Yeah. Like a pimp, still hit to this day. You don't like David Banner? <laughs> you don't like David Banner? <laughs> I like David Banner, but god damn. Man. We're talking about like, the best of the best. No it's just, okay, can I'm going to listen to David Banner before I listen to White Clef. I'm going to just be real. Now, if it's some nostalgia shit, yeah, I listen to the Fugees, but I'm listening to that because of Lauren. Let's just be real. I'm not listening for, for White Club or fucking Prize. Like, come no, on. It's not that tight. It's just like, no. I don't know so many Fuji fans you could be like, what's your favorite White Club verse? It ain't happening. They they probably don't know none of his verses. You just <laughs> yeah. know the ad-libs. Like. Or they might know a song, like, you know, like you said, off the carnival, because he had hits off of that yeah, album. But, like, as an MC, like. He's a good songwriter, too. I'm sorry. True. Fuck y'all, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna throw him in there, show's throw, over, bro. Th- throw the rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> throw the rhythm. Uh, no. Nah. If you gonna throw Mike, nah. throw the rhythm. Nah. I'm cool on the rhythm rapping. I like his nah. beats, but I'm cool I'll with listen him rapping. To him before. I'm just saying, I would listen to him before. He don't be talking about bro. nothing. He's talking about Rizzo. Did you yeah, say who? Who did you yeah. say? If Rizzo ever see this interview, I respect you, Rizzo. Hell no. Yeah. Check, check. Yeah. What's up? Man. Um, yeah, I think I, because I leaned back or whatnot. Um, what's the DAW of choice? 
FL Studio. FL Studio. The fruitiest of the loops. <laughs> Guilty by charge. Everybody gonna be like, all oh, y'all uses this FL. Y'all don't miss Ableton. I like I like Music Generator. <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> That's what I really started off with, but to be honest, like Fruity Loops and I kind of have like second dolls to work with. Reasons. Yeah, reasons. So like you got to expand what you can do. So when you go to the studio, you have different ideas on how to work with certain dolls. Like mine's is Fruity Loops, but expand. Yeah. Like, uh, like Logic. Well, Logic is very simple to use. I like Logic. Logic is, um, to me, it's, it's a really dope DAW for people that are musicians. Mm -hmm. So if, like, you play, play keys or whatever you play, it's really good track out in there and just, like, freestyle what you want to do because of the way it's sequenced. Yeah. Um, so if I, if I had a Mac, I would definitely bounce between FL Studio and Logic if I could. And they stock sounds is cold. Yeah, they stock sounds is nasty. FL, that's the only thing about FL Studio I don't like is they yeah. stock sounds is trash. Yeah. But their plugins is nice, so you just kind of, you got to make it work. Make it do what it do, You baby. know. So how y'all get through beat block? Um, just live, man. I think that's a simple way. Just live, because if you're trying to force it, it's not going to, mm, it's not going to come out. Like... Even being at this man's crib, I made beats, and if I don't feel it, I don't feel it. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. So you just gotta live and come right back, and then your energy just transpired to that. So that's the best way I could explain beatbox. Yeah, I kind of found like stepping away from it for a minute. Yeah. And then like kind of wanting to actually make a beat. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of allowing right. that bereavement and then being able to do something creative. Yeah. Know? And so yeah. it don't come like super routine. I think for me, yeah, I think it's definitely living. Like, I don't want to just say living. I guess because if somebody's listening, they want advice for it. Because <laughs> um, I, I just recently got over a, like a really long term beat block. I would call it because it's not where you don't create. It's just where you're creating and you don't really, you're not in love with nothing. Like I just kind of felt like I was in a space for about almost six months where I was making cool shit and it's cool. But like, I was like, man, I'm not in love with this right now. And a, and a lot of times it's because you get wrapped up in everything else you got going on and you allow it to affect your creativity and you know, depends on what you come to music for. Like for me, music was like a, an escape to like express myself because I'm not the most talkative person. So unless I'm like, inebriated <laughs> but um off the bat yeah but like i think taking a step back and knowing when to take breaks like it's okay to be like bro i'm not making no beats today because if you sit down and make something and you force yourself to make something it's not gonna come out good you're not gonna like it almost never so um definitely go outside breathe go somewhere <laughs> travel breathe um Watch some TV. Do something else that inspires you that doesn't involve music. What's um, the goals for uh, 2020? Um, getting on shit out there, getting getting better, stop procrastinating. Just basically saying fuck it, you know. Um, I'm working on a couple records that's going to come out soon, and I'm planning on doing more. So basically, you know, just make it happen, you know, and do what you can and just get it out. Because... 
a lot of artists, like, I was talking to an artist and he was holding on to music. He was talking about giving up. Specifically, Pierce Elliott, he was like, man, I'm going to give up music and this and that. And, you know, I got all this music. And it's just like, what are you waiting on? You know what I mean? Put that shit out. Because you never know what might hit and what not hit. So just put it out there. Because we in a different generation where streaming is everywhere. And, like, if I would have known now back in 2016 to put black fans on all platforms, I'd be litty, bro. I'd be so lit. But... Then it was the SoundCloud. It was all about numbers. So I really felt goofy about it. But yeah, that's where I'm at with it. You know, spec music. So yeah. So if there was any artist you could produce for in the coming year, locally or major, who would it be? Um, shit, locally, I'll do a whole project with Jay Lifted or whatnot. That'd be kind of dope. Major, man, you know what? I'm not even gonna answer that question because I got goals. I say this, before I die, I need to do a whole project with Nas. That's it. There you go. Um locally for me. Mm, that's a tough one. I think um definitely want to do some stuff with Jay Lifted. I don't want to be this be the Jay Lifted promo podcast. <laughs> but I got to definitely get in there with Jay Lifted and I want to do some shit with Bread though. <laughs> Because um, I really rock with Bread Doe sound. I like True. his sound. If you're watching it, shout outs to Bread Doe because he got a vibe I fuck Big with. Big deal. What's up with it? Um, but, um, and in major, shit, everybody. But I really want to do some music with Ty Dolla Sign and her and Kendrick and J. Cole. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody that's willing to come. I'm not check. excluding nobody. Anybody that got bars that understands music and doing something different, uh, that gets a vibe that, you know, those people. Mm-hmm. So if you can improve anything, let's say before that point, or even let's say tomorrow, if you could improve anything about what you're doing in regards to beat making, what would it be? Um, to be honest, if I had like a gaming laptop, in extended um, space, I'm cool with that. So I can just put everything on there and not just go crazy. But I know that costs a lot of bread, so that would be the only thing I approve. And just, you know, and also just stay in the crib and make a living. I think that's the main thing, just make a living off the music. Yeah. Um, anything I can improve? Uh, I would say I definitely want to get better at just playing using the keys. Um, it's just something I want to continue to progress at, but um, my uh, my goal would really be to learn a new instrument. Yeah. Um, I want to like play sax or bass or learn something, something that's going to enhance what I already have. So definitely learning a new instrument is like top of my list. Benny? I said the same thing too. I already, I already learned how to play keys, so I want to learn how to play another instrument, like like what Nick said, like a woodwind instrument, something like saxophone or, you know, something in that nature, so that way I can get more uh, into it when it comes to uh, being that guy that's needed in the studio. So the more you learn, the more you know, the more of an asset that you will be when they ask, hey, I need somebody to... Come and play keys. Oh, I'm here. I need somebody to play what a woodwind instrument. Play bass. One stop shop. <laughs> you want to be a one stop shop all the time. 
That's an Adam Gregg tick. Say uh, okay. tag. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. That need to be your tag for real. Man. I've been telling people this. I know. I I actually recorded that shit. Yes. I, I, I do. I, I listen. I do. I yes. listen, man. I know I seem like a hard head ass nigga, but <laughs> I listen okay. a lot. Word, word, word. Okay. You know, I want to um, like real quick sidebar. You know, from the music shit. Like, how y'all feel about that Cap situation? Y'all aware of that? So let me explain for those who don't know. Like, Colin Cap, y'all watch football? Yeah. Okay. I don't care for sports or the NFL, but I get what you're saying. So, so the Colin Kaepernick situation, excuse me, he was, you know, pretty much auditioning this weekend, supposed to be in the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Falcons. Uh-huh. With the, uh, for the NFL, kind of like a... You know, a, a tryout per se. You know, to show everybody that he still got it. Uh, and apparently, he was going in. You know, the dome, and they were talking about him signing this clause waiver. Right, a waiver of you know, probably disclosing. You know, he'll probably never ever be able to work in the NFL again, and he have to give up his left big toe, his right pinky toe. His motherfucking uh, his Adam's apple and two locks of hair to even be able to throw the ball again. And as you see, I ain't even doing like no. uh, That's super extreme. So yeah, I'm being totally one-sided because that's what it is. Uh, How y'all feel? As you see, you already know how I feel about it. How y'all feel about that shit? Um. Well, I think. This whole thing with this 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 uh, tryout. He stood, um, he stood up as far as brutality goes, and then he made himself as a target. So now everybody's walking on eggshells with him because of what he can do, as far as getting people to gravitate what he wants to do. So every little mistake that he would do, quote unquote, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they're gonna tax his ass. Yeah. So he just got to be very careful on on who he associate with and what he does. Yeah, I think. As far as the trial situation goes, because I think we all understand here what Cap was doing when he kneeled, that's already overstood. But um, as far as this this day tryout thing, I kind of felt like the NFL constructed it in a way where they could be like, well, you know, we gave you a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, if it, if he didn't follow suit exactly how they wanted to, they could pull the plug on it real quick and can, you know, um, manipulate the uh, narrative to make it seem like however they wanted to make it seem. Um, I think that Colin Kaepernick is definitely a capable quarterback playing in the NFL. Um, there's plenty of guys on the NFL roster that he's five times better than. It's got to be better than Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. So, I mean, people quick to shit. forget this is the same quarterback that made it to the Super Bowl in, what, shit. his second year in the NFL? Mm-hmm. It took a team that was Facts. basically shitless for t- 10, 15 years to the playoffs. Damn, they be won that game. Yeah, Facts. so it's not like he doesn't know how to play football. I just think that at the end of the day, it's one of them things where uh, I don't know exactly what he wants out of it from what he's been saying. Because if they really set it up for him to have all 32 teams there and then he decided to have it a different location and I want it with my camera crew, not your camera crew, it does make it look a little bit like you're trying to make a statement rather than are you mm-hmm. trying to play or are you trying to make a statement? Which I feel like at this point his statement's been made. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, 
you know, what other things he got going on behind closed doors. I don't know, even know who set up those those interviews, the invites, all the coaches and everything. It's so much that goes into that that it's like I just hope for the best for him. I hope he can play football at the end of the day next year. But if he doesn't, then I know he's going to still put in work in out here in the streets and mm-hmm. continue to um, fight for justice and uh, be a voice in the community. And at, that, at the end of the day, that's more important than football to me anyway. So... I think the thing that the the icing on the cake for me was, uh, and I was gonna tweet earlier to that motherfucker. Excuse me, Stephen A. But, <laughs> Fuck Stephen A. Smith. Man, he on I was, bullshit. I was gonna. He like, on bullshit, man, bro. How do you, especially with your influence that you have as a media personnel, and let's say you, if you were aware, or even now that you're aware, instead of doing, you know, a. a Nah, I won't even say it was an impromptu video, but a video, and you got that that magnitude of a reach. You could have reached out to Captain, like, look, man, let's do this, let's do an interview, and let me go ahead and talk. And I get you probably don't want to add on to that narrative if he on if Cap on bullshit. But man, I I personally feel like Stephen kind of should have just chilled out for a minute until all the news came out instead of being biased, you know, in one way. Like yo, you he pulling a stunt. Well, we all like we all everyone is aware of that you know the NFL could have a narrative, and Nike even came out and said something about right. it. It's like yo, you got a major company that still you know got a partnership with the NFL. Like nah, this wasn't even true. You know you got to kind of be I I because I respect Stephen A. so much. You know and no lie. I felt I I will or I wish he would have been just a little bit more careful with this shit. More tactful for yeah, real. man. It was more of an emotional thing with him. Like he was, I felt like he was telling him how to be safe. Yeah, that's true. how I felt. Just telling him how yeah. to be safe. I I, I feel <laughs> I feel both of those reasons. I do feel like more so what 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 Chris is saying. Um, as far as what Stephen A. said, the way he delivered the message. When you're in position that you got a large demographic of people that listen to what you say and they take you seriously, and you the first black man to get on social media to say something about Colin Kaepernick and it's negative, mm. and it looks like, not that you disagree with him or agree with him. I don't have a problem with him disagreeing or agreeing. It Correct. was just the way he carried out the message because basically he said, nigga, this is what they doing and you're done. You know, you're done because like, you did it this way. And I feel like for him to already vouch for Cap and being as smart as he is, it would have been much more beneficial to just bring him in and speak on it. Like have both of y'all side of the stories be carried out so people can understand what, what he meant rather than already pushing this narrative that the NFL is pushing and now you pushing the same narrative. Facts. So now no matter what Cap say, because Facts. what everything has already been said, everyone's already chosen a side. Because they saw you chose a Facts. side. They like if you if you mess with Cap, and you felt like this, then well, fuck them. And now I feel to me it feel like not now you made and which I get, but now you made a business decision, and what you said. Oh yeah, and there's a lot of people involved. It's, it's a clickbait culture, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's, oh, yeah. he's like the king of the hot takes. He will spit out a hot take whether. Whether he sounds biased or not, he doesn't care. This is he is literally, rightfully so, the breadwinner at ESPN. Whether people want to admit it or oh, not, it affects. Yeah. When a show is struggling, 
Nine times out of ten, watch, they throw his ass on the show. Yeah, and he's going to bring in the viewers because of his personality, because he's going to go out there. But it's not the first time he's done this. You know, it was the back and forth with Kevin Durant, where he was technically threatening this dude because KD didn't want to deal with him like that. Yeah. You know, and then his, in my opinion, the dick riding he was doing when LeBron and them was going up against Steph Curry. And he was just like, like literally, it, he, he went overboard to the point where my wife, who does not watch sports, does not care for sports, got upset because of the way he was coming at uh, Curry and his wife. This is at the oh, time where she was talking mm, about they were... Attention. Uh, yeah, and personal it, stuff. Attention. Yeah, and, and it was just like, like I said, my wife who does not pay attention to sports, but that part of it, she was like, "That's foul. That yeah, should not yeah. even be part of Because he's talking about somebody's wife. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And but this is what he gets paid to do. So on one hand, like you said, I understand it because it's money. But on the other hand, you want to see somebody in that position. So you saying he's the six nine of the ESPN? Damn. 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 I wouldn't go that far. Six nine ESPN don't have no six I, nine. I, I say he's the fifty cent of ESPN. Yeah, he's when definitely he speaks, the people 50. are gonna listen, right, they gonna right, click, right, they're gonna right. tune in. I, I can you props for that. That's yeah, that's facts. Yeah, he's definitely the fifty cent yeah. of ESPN. Yeah, I like like everyone says it's just because you got a voice and people listening to you for real and you a really smart dude, like Stephen A's not a dumb guy. Mm-hmm. So you just expect him to be more calculated with how he delivering his message. But I get it, it's part of his brand, so he gotta show out. So Liddy, Liddy, Liddy. Whatever, whatever yeah. he wanna do. He gonna talk about it on first take tomorrow, you know. Or whatever show he wanna talk about it on, talk about it on this podcast or whatever. Crucify. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know what that nah. was. Um, so, projects coming out? Um, Just singles for now and probably the EP, politically speaking, EP. Is that the title? No, oh. no I'm just saying, like, you know, because like, a lot of people say projects, EPs, albums, maxi singles, whatever. Just yeah, EPs. Maxi single. I ain't heard that. Like it's 96. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I'm definitely working on new stuff. Um, I got a lot of music with a lot of artists that just isn't out quite yet, but you'll hear a lot more of that in 2020. Um, I'm working on finishing up my next instrumental album. That's the follow-up to Flowers. Uh, it's called Water, so be on the lookout for that sometime in the spring. And I'm writing right now. I'm working on a new single and some some EP some EP work. So I'm I'm working. I'm definitely working. Um, and uh, I got a, a song that I produced with a, a singer um, out of Chicago. Uh, her name is Shanae Mosley. Really dope R&B singer. So she uh, tours with Smino. Um, and we got a new song, a new single that's going to be coming out soon, but um, she's going to be performing it with her band at the Italia Hall during the Smino show. Stop. Red so, Bull. That's pretty cool during the Red Bull event. So that's going on. And we just cooking. We just making more stuff. Me uh, and these three guys, we're going to be doing some more collaborating going forward, giving y'all more <laughs> music together. Um, beats, per se, but a whole lot of anything and everything. What's a beat that you wish you would have made? 
this um, year or ever. Ever. Man, you be killing me, man. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. And one beat. Okay. One beat. Cause he gonna name everything and I ain't gonna get it. I'll let y'all go ahead, bro. <laughs> no, go ahead, man. It's all no, right. no, I'm the, just trying to figure out who, what what I would make. The um, beat I wish I would have made was uh Timberland and Justin Timberlake's carry out. Just because a friend of mine was telling me I should put some cowbells on my shit. We was just joking around. <laughs> a little bit more cowbell. But I kept thinking about that song. Like, more cowbell. I should have made that joint. Because that joint is fire. That joint is freaking fire, man. It's amazing. How's it going? Yeah, for me, ooh, wee, that's... I'm going to have to think just for a hot second. Okay, um, can I do rap and R&B? Because... Or yeah. rap and non-rap. Mm -hmm. If I had to pick a rap beat that I wish I would have produced, off the t top of the head, more recently, Lord knows, by Just Blaze. Oh my oh god! My. It just hit me right here the mm. first time I heard it, and so mm -hmm. definitely that. Um, but if I had to pick another song, um, the song by. Um, What's that group's name? I'm tweaking right now. Oh, Meeting in My Bedroom by Silk. Damn. Oh, oh shit. Whoa. Throwback. Whoa. Yeah, Whoa. Whoa, man. I love yeah. that because Whoa. No, and I'm like, I know y'all. Damn. Y'all taking it there, but it's, Bro, the reason why I picked it wasn't because it's, you know, it's a good song to lay somebody out to, but yeah. it was, uh, um, I just really loved the Damn. record, the way it was mixed, the sound, like the fact it sounded like that at that time and the runs Damn. they were doing, like, I just really wish I produced that. I wish I was in the studio. Cause it Maybe fit my you, tempo anyway. There was you mad wanna, you wanna create everywhere. something that's gonna generate <laughs> about a hundred. Okay, new generation. We're gonna clear this up. Everybody know I'm R and B oriented. If you listen to flowers, you know I'm R and B oriented guy. So I definitely like making music for people to make love to. Um, just cause I'm a, I don't want to say I'm like a lovey dovey ladies man type of guy. That's not you me. soft. I'm definitely <laughs> <laughs> No, but no, I just, I really just like melody. I love sound and texture and like vibe and R&B just fit that for me. So that's why guys like, like Devontae Swing Man. are okay. like, when producers name like RZA who motivate them, it's like R&B producers who motivate me. I just like to put the hard hip hop drums on top of it. But Devontae Swing. Devontae Swing is cold, you know? Uh, Babyface. Okay. You know Teddy, what I'm saying? Teddy, Teddy Jam. Yeah. Teddy, uh, Teddy Jam and Lewis, yeah. Teddy Riley. Oh, Man. my God. Teddy Riley. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Dark Child. Shout out to Dark Man. Child for watching my um my IG stories, too, because uh, I, I ain't never met you, but, you know, if you want to work. You're a legend, bro. If you're watching. Uh, you're a legend. If you're Dark watching. Child. Dark Child was cold. I got some slaps for you. Let's we can like collaborate. We can get a world of new confessions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, no, you gotta call Brian Michael. The new voodoo. Man. You know. Okay. Brian I'm trying Michael to get somebody. Some music people can make some babies too, because everybody just so mad. Depressed and emo. Everybody wanna be fake hard. I don't know why. Fake hard. Yeah, especially with your lady. We can't even talk about like you know. Dudes be scared to make music about liking somebody. Mm -hmm. you know, 
Is that like a? Um, I know. Is it? Is what is? What I guess is it? Say generational, or like just a younger group? You know. Um, I mean, even like us, we was. I think it, we kind of progressed from it being like a and insinuated from like our parents music to it being outright like let's go ahead and bump and grind with like R. Kelly now it's pull it out put it in shoot 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 it yeah I mean don't get me wrong that's definitely been going around for you know what you can't really say that cause that's it's been derogatory like hell yeah like Like, um, what was the Snoop no I'm not even gonna say it yeah we're Um, not gonna get too raunchy here yeah that Snoop Dogg record you know Sexual You know, I don't know what that song is, but I believe him. Bitches ain't shit, but holes and tricks. Yeah, I don't know how we got here, but um, yeah, I don't know if it's a generational thing because I feel like music from the '60s and '70s they was talking about smacking uglies and girl I want you on top of me tonight like that, <laughs> okay. that, so yeah. it's, it hasn't it. really like, it's just the delivery of it I think is a little bit more brash than it has mm-hmm. been ever hella brash um, and um, the there's more of a there's not as much uh, um, a, a variety of that type of sound as it used to be where it was there was like guys like Silk and H-Town, they was really talking okay. about smashing. H-Town. And then you had guys like Babyface that could just make like a poem okay. about it and it didn't sound Shout like he was H-Town. talking about Facts. making love you, to somebody. I ain't even going to say the name of the young lady that, uh, you know, H-Town is a, a tribute to. I appreciate you, girl. Okay. And okay. All right. Okay. Uh, real shit. Broadway. Okay. On okay. Broadway Avenue. Sorry, mama. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh man! <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> Somebody rocking, knocking the boots. <laughs> hey, H Town Co. Actually, this man got a knocking the boots flip. This that go crazy. Crazy, bro. Man, uh, I did a remix on that, and uh, yeah, that that shit is crazy dope. Yeah, that shit was cold. I got in touch with H uh, Town, so once again, thank you for just listening to me. I mean, compared to what you do, like, I'm just a puppy and you're, you're the pit bull. So, you know, you showing me the ropes, you you called me up and said, you know, Benny, I admire that about you as far as me calling her, to asking about uh, using their, their song oh, for dope. me to remix it. So I think, I think that was extremely, extremely humbling. So thank you for just talking to me. Appreciate it. Peace to H-Town. Rest in peace to Dino. Yeah. Facts. Oh, His, hey, Dino's daughter is cold, too, if y'all don't know she's seen. Really? She check her out. Yeah. I didn't even know. She go by Golden Curls on IG. Oh, I started following her because well? she was fine, but I found out she made good music. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Be careful. Damn. Be careful. Best of all. How far, like, so in regards <laughs> to, like, the, the raunchiness, how much of an envelope do you push? As far as what? How much of the envelope do you push when you're doing music in regards to like, let's say explicitness or being raunchy or information? Pretty pretty much what's allowed. It goes back to your question prior Mm -hmm. about how everybody's so raunchy. I mean, think about back in our parents' days, they wasn't taking Polaroids of their dicks and giving it to the girl. Oh my God. There were no dick pics. That's because they couldn't. 
No, I'm just saying like the way society has moved to Damn. social media <laughs> and it, it, it goes over to music. That would be some sad pop, shit. Pop, I'm telling you right now, if I, if I fuck around and go in my mama damn boxes and you got some big pick Polaroids, man. Boy, uh, hey, Lord, I'm fucking mercy. mad. I mean, you just think about it. It's, 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 you can, you, pretty, people pretty much only go as far as what's allowed until somebody steps out on yeah. that ledge. And I know this is going to, I'm sorry, but they had to have had like new Polaroids back then. Oh, I'm sure. Had to. You had to take, you know, the, yeah, the way that like, joint and then like nail just, them off. They was drawing women naked before they could take pictures of them. <laughs> so, I mean, it ain't ain't nothing changed but the the, the device. Facts. You know, if it's my dad would have had IG and Snapchat in 1983, Man. he probably would have been doing that too. But it's just, it's times. That's mm-hmm. all it is. But awesome. as far as music goes, I, I'm a firm believer in music ain't got no rules. Nah. So do what you do, you know. However the people perceive, if they oh. perceive it or receive the music, that's on them as fans. You know, some people gonna love it, some people gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. But as an artist, you expressing yourself. As long as you ain't hurting nobody, do what you do. Okay. Um, I think to your question, I think it's just a content thing. I think that's the biggest thing because a lot of people don't really have much to rap about. So that's how I feel because everything is like normal so yeah we used to hearing all these things on the radio about money cars and all that other stuff but if you go left and you make it cool then it works for you but i think it depends on the artist you know kendrick lamar is kendrick two chains is two chains because you know what you're getting like oh he gonna rap about this you know rick mm-hmm. ross you know he give you this mafioso lifestyle you know he's gonna give you that, mm-hmm. so it's basically what you get from that artist. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, I would say don't. I would say don't limit yourself. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. You can be explicit. You can be PG. Just make sure the music is good. As long as it's mm-hmm. you. That's what I'm saying. Express yourself. You, as far as what real life goes, then everybody else will follow just because you're gravitating to what. Once you had opened up your heart and you showed the fans like this is me, you're gonna get your fans. So just like little non-sex. Mm-hmm. Old Town Road. I'm I'm just saying I'm trying to make. Charmaine like fans. Charlemagne over here, but <laughs> you know what? I ain't Charlemagne. Charlemagne. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let that one go. Yeah. Nigga was talking. Yo, man. Never mind. Yep. And that's the, no, <laughs> on that note. Now, uh, I get it. I'm leaving that shit right there. Uh, but normally what we do is, you know, at this point in time, we ask for a freestyle to be done. You know, um, and we was wondering if you fellas had some bars or wanted to do something real quick to kind of show the people the talent that you have. And my luxurious T.I. ex so if you would like to partake in a uh, a luxurious sample of words <laughs> over instrumentation. Pretty much. <laughs> what? It would be it would be it would be highly what? favored and appreciated. Oh man. 
This man Adam Wild, bro. We fans of UTI, so don't don't take it. On yeah, ain't no shade of UTI. Respect you. He, 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 fans he, of you didn't do some Adam weird like, stuff. But, he uh, sound like a, a host out of Rich Freestyle. Okay, this is what we gonna do. <laughs> oh yeah, shout yeah. out to Rhythm and Flow. That shit was cold. Yeah, it was. Give I need to watch all of that. You didn't watch all of it yet? Oh, I don't have Netflix. I'm yeah. terrible, but I know about it. But yeah, all right, let's go. It's true, gonna give y'all some bars. Give y'all some trash, whatever. Damn. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> He's brutally honest at all times. So. The Ready? fucking truth. Go get some of this hot garbage. Glad <laughs> <laughs> bag rap. You feel me? <laughs> oh oh shit. shit! We running? We good? Okay. All right. Okay. Uh. Uh. On daddy duties, baby mama wanna kill me. I know they feel me. Your wolves is weary, your dudes is weary. Never mind, messed up on the word, but I still kill it. Uh. I don't care how you feel, though. I'm on the grind like my homie bread, though. Something, something, wait. Rap is too cliche. I can care what you say. Uh. Tryna get to the bread, spin it up, spin it up, uh. What? Figured it out, living out, living your best life, life. Chance before he got married to his wife. He was living single life. Queen Latifah, spit the ether, now I see ya. Uh. I'ma be a pioneer of this rap shit. Nothing much, but it's off the top. And I'm saying what I'm saying, don't know what I'm saying, but I ain't playing when they call the cops. Scoring on the block. Who you calling the op? Something, something, I don't even know But I'm still hungry, trying to get the munchies Got the bag on me, backwards on me Roll it up, and my homie PG Parental violence, uh Stop the violence like KRS, uh Smoking good, cause we all stressed PTSD got me messed up, not really though Gotta go to work, don't wanna be there But I gotta make the dough, uh Couple flows, that's a polio, nah, whatever Uh-uh, uh-uh I said, red light, uh, 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 uh Hold up Red out time, need a red out flight, not quite Got an appetite, not for the fame or the blingy lights It's bad enough that we strive for likes God forbid, God forbid If I see my homies with a set of twins Had a chick, wanna marry what's her faith with him Now he on the gram looking for dots again That's it, that's it <laughs> You gonna keep that part, that part nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just a red the yeah. safe. Yeah. It's all good. Skirt, skirt. Okay. Skirt. So once again, we are off the lake. We have completed another episode. And we appreciate y'all tuning in. Nick. True. My motherfucking nigga. This nigga over here. He alive! <laughs> what you wanna do for us now, Mr. Benny G? <laughs> and this nigga right this is here. Cold shit. Brother, cold brother shit, Lonnie. Okay? Be easy. We'll check y'all another Peace. time. Peace! Support black owned okay. businesses. Mm-hmm. Clap them cheeks. Damn. Clap. Come here, girl. Come here, girl. Come here. Them cheeks. You don't want to play helicopter, man. 
<laughs> we cutting this part out, right? Hell we ain't no, keeping that. Shit, that <laughs> they gonna be like these niggas was talking yeah. about the helicopter man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take these okay. off. Hey, why y'all had dudes slam the headphones like this? Who did that? Who did that? <laughs> no, for real. We just be slamming them shits. <laughs> no, niggas do be slamming them. Hey, after, that, we were supposed to do that, ain't we? We supposed to do it together, right? That's supposed to be like the thing. Y'all was like, it's a wrap. Yeah. That's it. There's a couple of niggas in just throwing their shit on the desk. We're done. That's it. We can go home. All right. Bye. Yeah, y'all was good. Right. Stage left. <laughs> Interviewing Wu Tang. Damn. Oh, hey, no, it right. was just something me so and him noticed because we, we watched a bunch it. of them and we was like, yo, why niggas keep slamming their headphones at the <laughs> What is that? Is that just the Lake hey, County y'all thing? Do, y'all should have that as a thing. Like, okay. They'd be, be like, it's a rap, boom. Man, they're going to fuck around and start breaking the headphones. Yeah, I know these expensive, you know what I'm saying? Dudes on a budget. Yeah. All right, so we done. We done. We got to go. My baby mama calling me. I got to go. Yeah. She want to kill me right now. Let's get to the serious stuff. All right, we good? Just just let the guests just wonder what the hell just yeah. happened. We get that natural reaction. We about to talk about your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's it. Oh, man. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't throw headphones now, so we have to get 